Welcome, my beautiful friends. I'm Darcy Justin to the Love Your Dreamy Midlife podcast, where so many women are ditching the midlife meltdown and learning to love their life again. I know all too well midlife can be tough. Yikes. It certainly was for me. It's a pivotal time in our life when we can stay on the struggle bus or get off for good. I decided to get off and embrace my life again. I became a midlife coach, mentor, and speaker to help other women just like me. That's why I'm sharing my life's journey, my strategies on how simple shifts can have huge impact. This is the perfect place for you to discover you, reconnect with you and your dreams. If you crave your best life, you may find it here. Hello, my beautiful friends, and thank you for coming and having some time with me on your dreamy midlife. I love sharing things with you. I love hearing from you, um, and I love uh, coaching women uh, who are looking for some answers in life. Maybe they're stuck. Uh, they just have a project. They want to be accountable. Uh, need relationship coaching, need business coaching. Uh, that's what I do. And I love it. And I love sharing my tips and my experience with you. So I hope that, um, I hope that you're enjoying it as much as I am. You know, I had a, a thought the other day and I wanted to share this with you for, um, for you to have this thought. Um, because I think it can be really powerful for women. And the thought is not all work is equal. Not all work is equal. Um, there's good work and there's bad work. And as women, we can be working very, very hard uh, from seven o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night with families and jobs and committees and what, what about it feels good and what about it doesn't feel good. And that's what I really want to think about today. I have caught myself doing bad work many times in the past. And I had this concept of what is good work and how do I keep myself in that category <laughs> instead of ending up in the frustrating, gee, I can't wait till this is over category. I really think it comes back to intention. I really think it all comes back to intention. So this is a funny little story. A few years ago, uh, as you guys know, I have six children and my mom had a heart attack and it was kind of thrown on me, to be honest, to have all the holidays at my house. My mom used to do it. And within, it felt like no time at all, I was doing all the holidays, Easter and Thanksgiving. And it felt um, overwhelming and burdensome. And I was doing all the cooking and all the decorating. And I was also going through a lot of midlife changes. And so it just was the cherry on top of the miserable pie <laughs> I was in. But um, anyway, I was at the grocery store. I had two carts of groceries. Okay. I was having 24 people over for Thanksgiving. 
And I just decided that I was going to have a rant with the woman that was checking me out. I said, you know, I can't believe this. It's so expensive and all these people and I got to change all these beds. And I was just having a rant. And she's like, I know, I know, I know. And she was agreeing with me. And um, I was unaware how much I was complaining. And there, I noticed out of the corner of my eye, there was a rather nice looking gentleman, pretty easy on the eyes, as they say, standing behind me, very tall, very good looking. And he was holding a little ham. And I thought, wow, I wish all I had to take home for Thanksgiving was a little ham like that. I don't even think the thing weighed five pounds. It was just a little tiny ham. And, um, I looked back at him and he looked at me and he said, I wish I had your problem. I wish I had 20 some people to cook for. I wish I had family around. Oh my gosh. Jaw hit the floor. Woman that was checking me out started shaking her head. Like, you know, you probably need to do the walk of shame because you just got severely busted <laughs> for not being nice. And it was really eye-opening to me because I was doing all of this for my family and my children. And yet I decided to get on the misery train and be miserable while I was doing it. And it was funny. I went to check, uh, go to the post office to get my mail. And the woman in the post office said, are you having everybody over? And I said, yes, I am. I can't believe how much work it is. And she looked up at me and winked and said, yeah, Darcy, but it's good work. And it really, really struck me. Those two things happened in the same day. And I thought, okay, you know, that's a God wink, as they say, God looking down at you and saying, I think this might be something you might want to take note of. And um, so, you know, since then, I've had a very different attitude. Uh, I've had to work on, it, I'm not going to lie. It's not like I woke up the next morning, but I did choose to have six children. I did choose to have a big family. I didn't choose to have every holiday, but how could I change my attitude and look at that as good work instead of hard work? So that's what I wanted to kind of talk about today. I think as women, we can get very caught up in the hustle of doing everything. We can get very caught up in the, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. And sometimes I think our lack of self-worth really can um, perpetuate those types of feelings. Well, you know, if I, if I just do this, my family will, you know, they'll love me more. If I just do that, my parents will, uh, will notice this or they'll notice that. And, you know, I'm very sympathetic to that low self-worth, low self-esteem. I actually went through that in my life. Um, I was abused uh, by a sibling and it took me a while to recover from that. And so um, that's a hard one. You, your self-worth kind of goes out the window. So anyway, I think it's incredibly important that we realize there really can be good work and there really is work out there that we don't really want to attach ourselves to. Bad work, for example, is something you were talked into. 
it doesn't align with your values and your beliefs. All of a sudden you, you, you see yourself in this situation and it doesn't align. It doesn't align, which makes you really uncomfortable and may create some anxiety. Bad work is that whole feeling of you can't ever do enough. It leaves you hustling all the time, really for the wrong reasons. And we're going to talk about the hustle culture in the next uh, podcast, because I want to make sure that we are really clear what the hustle culture is and how we do not want to be in that, right? That is so unhealthy for us and so not good for us. So when you are constantly doing work out of feeling lack, you're not good enough, um, maybe it's some things that happened to you in the past, maybe you're constantly trying to prove yourself to someone, maybe you're trying to prove yourself to your family, maybe you don't get your husband's approval. Those are all things that are very damaging to you physically and mentally. And we really want to stay away from that kind of work. Okay. Um, getting involved in work where there's not a clear intention, right. Of what it is, right. Getting involved in something where we don't really know where the begin and the ending is, right. That kind of goes back to the hustling, which is very, very, exhausting. It's so exhausting. So you don't want to get involved with things that don't have good boundaries on them. You don't have a clear picture. You know, when I was a VP of marketing years and years ago, um, I would not hire anyone without a very clear job description, very clear. And I would send the job description around to every department at my company. And I would say, is this how you see this person working? And we would beat this job description up for at least a week or two before we even would start talking to people because it's really discouraging and it's set up for failure. If you really don't know what you're getting yourself into, you really don't know what the parameters are. I consider that to be bad work. Bad work for me is when I'm just complaining all the time, right? For a whole bunch of different reasons. I didn't want to do it in the first place. Um, maybe uh, it doesn't really feel good. Um, maybe, um, you know, some friends were doing it. So it's something that you just, it doesn't feel good, right? The hair goes back on, on your neck when you even think about doing this, right? Whether it's a work uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, whether it's part of your job or it's a project. For me, a lot of this is project type stuff. But you know, you just know. I mean, it feels icky before you even start doing this type of work. Bad work is really, really exhausting, right? And we're going to talk about good work in a minute. But bad work just drains you down to you have absolutely nothing left right? Bad work can even be something where you get into it, you get addicted to it. Many people get addicted to certain things. And before you know it, it's, it's actually creating physical harm to you. Maybe you're not sleeping. Maybe you're, you're not home enough. Um, all kinds of things like that. Bad work is when you just can't wait for it to end. You're just counting down the minutes. It just feels so 
bad to every part of you, right? To your mind, to your heart, to your soul, maybe to your spouse, to your kids. None of it is working, right? But you get in it and because we're women and we are workers, we continue to stay in this. And it just doesn't get any better at all until we're able to just go, wait a second. I really want to look at this in a different way. Good work is, it can be really hard, but good work is when you can go to bed at night and feel really good about what you did. So good work can be physically exhausting, right? But good work is set up with the right intentions. You know what you're getting yourself into. You want it for certain reasons. You want it for certain results. You put clear and concise thoughts into this work or this project. It's not thrown on you. You're not walking into it blindly, but you have the chance to sit down and think about it. With good work, you're not having to do the hustle. With good work, you, you stop at six o'clock. You say, okay, we're done with this. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Bad work just goes right on into your personal time, your weekends, and it has no ending. And you get sucked up into it, right? With whoever else is involved in it. And if you're not hustling like they're hustling, then they make you feel bad. And that's when shame comes in. You're like, well, I guess I, guess I should work this Saturday. I guess I should be doing this. Good work always has a beginning and an end. It doesn't go on forever. It doesn't go all into your personal life. Good work is something where at the end of the day, you feel really good about it. Good work is something that you can have pride about. Bad work is something you hide. And maybe you have some shame or some guilt or there's something attached to it that's very, very negative. And the energy around bad work is very draining and very, very bad. The energy around good work, no matter what you're doing, is uplifting. It's putting you in a better place. And you can look at it at the end of the day with pride and go, I did that. Or maybe you and your husband decide to build a garage or you decide to build a barn or a shed. And at the end of the day, it has a beginning, it has an end, and you can go, we did that. And you sit back with a glass of wine and the sun is going down and it feels fantastic. That's good work. Good work is when you feel really tired because you worked really hard because you had very specific goals and you really, really wanted to um, accomplish something really valuable. Good work is knowing that it's going to affect other people around you. And it's going to be positive sort of across the board, right? When you get yourself into bad work, it doesn't feel good. And it radiates all across the other areas. So when we look at things, we need to look at things and say, and I know this is going to sound overly simplistic, but life comes at you like a freight train sometimes, and you just find yourself hanging on to the, you know, the last train car with the, with your fingertips trying to hang on. 
I know because I've been there. But the thing is, you want to slow things down, whether you're at work, whether you're entrepreneur, whether you're at home, it doesn't really matter in your community. And you want to decide, is this going to be good work or bad work? Is this going to be good for me, my family, my life? Does this align to my, my values and my beliefs? Or does this not? Now, I did another podcast on just say no. And one of the things I learned probably 15 years ago is you can say no unapologetically. And if you're a doer like I am and you're high energy like I am, everybody wants you on their committee. Everybody wants you on their team. Every school wants you to come in and be involved. Hey, that's a no brainer, right? They just see you. They see you a mile away. They're like, oh, my gosh, we got to get so and so. So I get asked all the time to be involved in things all the time. And I always say, let me think about that. Let me think about that. I'll get back to you. And I never, ever give a reason. I say no or no thank you or let me think about that unapologetically. Because I need to decide and I can't decide in in two seconds or five minutes if that's going to be good work for me or bad work for me. Because this is your life and you get to decide. You get to decide what you want to come in Most of the time, we have a choice. We get to decide what we want to be involved in and what we want to do. And I've given this advice to a couple of clients. They were asked to do things at work. They really, really, really didn't want to do. They were really, really afraid of telling their boss they didn't want to do it. And I said, go ahead and tell them. Because it's going to make your life miserable. Now, I will say... I'm not bragging, but both times they were able to go back to their boss and say, this is not a fit for me. For one of them, it wasn't a fit. For the other one, she really didn't have the time. He was just trying to shove more work under a plate. And so both of them were able to go back and say, no, I can't do this. And that's not an easy thing to do. But as we get older, we can reach into our courage and our uh, energy and we can say no. And no, it's not going to get us fired. It's, it's nothing bad is going to happen to you. You just have a choice. And almost everywhere we have a choice. Now, I know you may be in a, in a job or you may be trying to start a company and you don't feel like you have a choice. I get that. I do get it. But Just step back for a minute because I'm going to suggest that you do have a choice. I'm going to suggest that you do. If you are a doer, it's not going to be unusual at all that people want to load your plate up, whether it's work or school, even your husband, even your kids, right? My my teenagers used to say, mom, could you do this for me? And I said, no, but you can. I taught them all to do their own laundry. So each one of them had one night of the week and they had to do their own laundry. And I did that because I was not liking doing everybody's laundry. I was like, wait a second. This is ridiculous. These kids are practically adults and I'm trying to move this laundry around at like eight o'clock at night. Oh, no, 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 no. 
So they all had to cook, they all had to clean, they all had to do their laundry. And let me tell you something, as grown adults, my oldest is 43, they all clean, they all cook, and they're all really, really good, responsible adults. So if you have teens in the house or college kids living with you, push them back. It doesn't feel good unless you have nothing else to do. It doesn't feel good to do an 18-year-old's laundry. And you're not helping him. You're enabling him. Right? And that is epidemic in our culture where we are not teaching our children how to go out there and survive. We're doing everything for them. So if you love doing your teenager's laundry, by all means do it because that's good work for you. I love to cook. So if you don't like to cook and you find yourself having to cook all the time, that's bad work for you. You're miserable, right? Change that, right? Get meals in the, in the mail or have a cook come in and cook for you. Or maybe your husband might like to cook. So there's nothing wrong at looking at our life in a lens that says, what is good work for me and what do I not like? There's nothing wrong with that. I love to cook for some reason. Don't ask me why. I hate to empty the dishwasher. I hate it. I'll leave the, the clean dishes in the dishwasher for three or four days. I just don't, I don't like doing it. So my husband just started emptying the dishwasher all the time. It just wasn't good work for me. It didn't make me feel good. And I know it's the smallest, littlest thing, and it sounds so ridiculous, but if there are things you don't like doing around the house, find other ways, find someone else to come in and do it. I don't like cleaning windows. I will, but I don't like it. So as you're moving into the new year, think about what things you love to do and what things you don't like to do and how can you be doing mostly good work, which will give you so much more energy, so much more spunk. You'll have more fun. You'll be more excited. You're not burdened down. You're not ranting. <laughs> You're not ranting at the checkout clerk at the grocery store who's like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. You look perfectly normal to me. I don't know why you're complaining. So if we are doing good, hard work, but our intention is with love and purpose, and we know that's where we want to be, even though it may be hard, may take forever, uh, you know, cleaning out a closet or whatever, but you decided to do it. You decided to take it on then that's something that will make you feel really good when you get done with it, right? Whether it's a project, doesn't matter what it is. You can have a lot of pride about finishing that and doing that. So I just wanted to share this with you today because I think as women, we constantly have to look at our perspective on our days, right? So many of us, are doing everything. And there are a lot of husbands that chip in and there are a lot of husbands that don't or mates or partners or whatever. And it's okay for you to go, that's not good work for me. Or it's okay for you to look at something and know that maybe you need an attitude adjustment. 
So you do enjoy it. And it is something where you do reap the benefits. And I hope this is something that you'll keep in mind as you move forward into the year when it comes to projects, when it comes to your work and your house. You know, you don't have to get thrown into things. Think about them and think about what you want your role to be and what works for you. Nobody has to tell you. If you have time to think about it, you'll figure it out. Many times we don't get that option. So when my husband and I have a project around the house and we're renovating a 250-year-old farmhouse, we sit down and go through it together. All right, who's going to do what? How's this going to go? When should we start it? When can we end it? We really try to take it on as kind of a project. And even though it can be frustrating, it can be hard, it can be this, it can be that, we did it with intention and purpose. And the outcome will be a new kitchen, a new bathroom. Maybe you want to renovate your basement, things like that. But make sure you're doing the things that make you feel good and build you up and build your confidence and really help increase your self-worth. That's so important in midlife. We want to feel really good about the things that we're doing because there are so many other areas of our life where we are struggling. I hope this brought a little light into your day today, and I hope you will think about that in the future. And I will see you on the next podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you for following me on this episode of your Dreamy Midlife Podcast with me, Darcy. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a heartfelt rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow. There's plenty of goodness coming your way. Do you want to move forward faster in your life? Check out my private signature coaching package that has helped so many women get clear and unstuck. Head over to my website, loveyourmidlife.com. Don't forget to check out my show notes below where you'll find so many fun things. A free 30-minute discovery call? What? And join my email community today. Watch my videos on my YouTube channel and join my Facebook group. Both are Love Your Midlife. Oh, and I'm also on Instagram. Uh, okay, I think that's it. Have a dreamy day full of your desires. Bye, loves. Thank you.